good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we will start off with the first story of the day. Thai PM, odd suggestion, causes quite a stir. The Prime Minister Prayachanacha suggested that Thai people should learn how to swim, exercise and study two languages during his visit to the southern province of Krabi to attend a mobile cabinet meeting among other duties. While Prayut and other ministers were at an opening ceremony for Krabi's Hat Nopart Taramukopi National Park, the Prime Minister met with some locals saying that today is the day when Thailand is being transformed and the most important thing is to maintain the country's stability. Without it, there would be chaos and many countries are keeping an eye on Thailand, he added. Toward the end of his remarks, he asked people who cannot swim to learn, claiming that he has taught children how to swim. He said that if you know how to float on water, you will never drown and people will help you. But if you drown, you will die. He also suggested that Thai people should exercise and study two languages to survive. Such suggestions cause quite a stir on social media. Some netizens asked, so how many languages can the Prime Minister speak? And he should take his own suggestion first, especially the last one. One of the users also commented, Thai people would like to suggest that the Prime Minister resigns so that he can read books at home, learn how to swim and study English. I always find it quite interesting how the Prime Minister likes to preach to people as if he's the higher power in relation to how you should live your life. And I I think that is certainly not the job of any Prime Minister in the country, and especially one that seems to not be able to actually speak English. So yes, he should probably uh, take his own advice and study that second language first before commenting on what other people should be doing. And moving along, Thai makes profit of 51 billion. Struggling Thai Airways International generated a net profit of 51.1 billion baht in the first nine months of the year, according to a member of the Thai panel overseeing a court-monitored debt rehabilitation plan. Mr. Pia Vasti on Monday attributed the turnaround largely to the adoption of the debt restructuring plan, which involves the sale of its assets and a workforce revamp, among other measures. He said the company has solid financial security with sufficient cash flow to sustain its operations till a fresh loan is procured. The loan will be vital for keeping up the pace of the restructuring. The airline was waiting to see if the finance ministry, which is one of the airline's larger shareholders, will come to the financial support of the company. Last week, the finance minister said the airline may need a loan of only 25 billion baht to boost its financial liquidity instead of initially estimated 50 billion baht. The minister said the company will make a decision on the borrowing method and there would be no need for the finance ministry to guarantee the loan. On Monday, Mr. PFSD said without the ministry's guaranteeing the loan, the airline has a few options at its disposal. One is to convert debt into equity worth about 13 billion baht. Without the conversion and with no loan guarantee, the ministry shares in the company will be drastically reduced from 48% at present to 8%. Mr. Pia Vasti said Thai was performing reasonably well so far. Last month, its revenue from passenger and cargo transport amounted to 1.2 billion baht, of which 90% was generated by cargo traffic. It was the airline's highest monthly earnings since the pandemic struck the country early last year. The reopening of the country's tourism industry has pushed up passenger demand. The first 10 days of the reopening 
opening on November 1 saw international passengers rising to 750 a day, up from 300 a day prior to November 1. He expected Thai to earn at least 50 billion baht in revenue next year if there are no more serious outbreaks of COVID-19. Meanwhile, the International Air Transport Association's latest survey of airline CFOs and head of cargo conducted in early October shows improvement in airline profitability continued in the third quarter. Respondents were also optimistic about profits in the next 12 months, indicating that improvements in the bottom line may extend further. A large majority of respondents reported improving passengers and cargo volume in the third quarter of 2021 compared to the same period in 2020, and they also expect this to continue on both sides of the business for the coming 12 months. I do find what's interesting, a lot of it is from cargo, of course. I wonder how much the Thai government has been paying Thai to pick up Sinovac in China and various other parts of the world. I'm sure that has a hefty fee attached to it. Also, they've made a nice profit now. They're saying 50 billion, 51 billion. I still know of people who are owed money by Thai Airways from 18 months ago when they were cancelling flights and after that when they were scheduling flights and then cancelling them a couple of days beforehand. Now, just out of curiosity, any listeners out there, is there anyone still owed money by Thai Airways because I think if a company has made 51 billion baht in profit in the first nine months they certainly are in a position to pay passengers back the money that they're owed so if you are out there just leave a comment down in the section I'd love to get an idea if there are people out there who are still owed money by Thai Airways. And next up, Maya Bay reopening set for January 1. The famed Maya Bay in Krabi province will probably be reopened to tourists on January 1 with regulations in place to preserve the rehabilitated beach and bay from the ecological ruin it previously suffered. Natural Resource and Environment Minister announced the tentative opening date on Monday. He said Hat Nopartara Muko PP National Park is in the final stages of building an improved pier on the island and defining the swimming zones for beachgoers. The Department of National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation closed the bay on PP Lay Island in June 2018 after it was overwhelmed by tourists leading to the destruction of reefs and the marine ecology. Although small in size at just 250 metres long and 15 metres wide, the bay has drawn global attention since it featured in the Hollywood movie The Beach starring Leonardo DiCaprio filmed there in 1999. The minister in Krabi for the cabinet meeting said reopening of the bay will come with strict conditions. The number of visitors would be limited and the time from 10am to 4pm and each tourist would be able to spend only one hour swimming in a designated zone to save the reefs being nurtured by park officials. Boats would be allowed to anchor only in another bay on the other side of the island. More than half the corals suffered major damage before the bay was closed three years ago. At its peak, the bay was crowded by 4,000 visitors and 200 boats a day, far beyond the area's ability to handle. Park officials have planted coral on reefs over more than 10 rye of the bay. A marine biologist from Kaysatsat University and member of the National Park Committee suggested in 2019 that daily visitors should be limited to just 2,400 a day and they be required to book trips in advance online. Well, the reopening of Maya Bay, which I don't know if it really needs to happen, I think leaving something as beautiful as it is the way it is now, which is in a perfect state. And I mean, for anybody who's gone past it over the last year and you've managed to, you know, just go in front of it, you can see and they actually, I think, spotted sharks inside in the in the pond area, you know, when you go into it and all kinds of wildlife have returned. And I'm not sure it's a great idea to reopen it to tourists again. It's such a beautiful little area. Just leave it and let it have its natural beauty. I think, especially here in Thailand, setting numbers never seems to work. 
they may say that they're going to allow X amount in per day, but somehow that always manages to be a lot more than they had budgeted for. And yes, I feel and I worry that in a year's time, they'll be closing it again because of damage to the corals there and the general wildlife around. But hopefully it won't come to that. Hopefully they'll be taking this serious and they'll start to focus on the ecological aspects of Naya Bay. And we'll have to keep an eye on it and see what happens. I I really do hope that it continues to grow the way it has been and it's kind of re- generated itself over the last few years I, I really do hope that continues but I would be a little bit fearful when you start letting us humans onto it and what may happen again and out of curiosity to you guys out there have you been to uh, Maya Bay and if you have uh, what did you think of it did you like it was it back before 2019 when it was very crowded and did you find it quite crowded and if you've been there after what did you think of it then from looking at it from far away I'd love to know your comments down below in the comment section as always Next up, Bangkok booze rules ease. More restaurants will be allowed to serve alcohol on Tuesday after the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration, the BMA, agreed to ease some restrictions. As of Tuesday, venues with Thai Stop COVID Plus certification will be allowed to serve alcohol, the BMA announced on Sunday. The venues will be allowed to serve alcohol, but only until 9pm. The relaxed restrictions will apply until November 30th, when authorities will meet to discuss the impact of the easing on infection numbers. According to the Department of Health, the move was intended to help more businesses reopen. The Thai Stop COVID Plus certification was developed by the Department of Health to help businesses assess if their health and safety measures are up to standard. Businesses must have a good ventilation system and regularly conduct testing using antigen test kits. So maybe a little bit of good news for a lot of those businesses. I think they required that you had to have SHA certification to be able to reopen and serve alcohol if you're a restaurant. But it seems like they're going to now allow people who have this tie stop COVID plus certification. I can tell you one thing. I have never seen so many different certifications created in the last 18 months in Thailand. There must be certification for everything to do with COVID. And most of it seems to be all self-audit, self-assessment, which at the end of the day is complete BS anyway, because there's lots of ways to make sure you pass without ever having to do a lot of the stuff. I'm happy for these people to be able to, you know, serve alcohol. That's a great thing though. You know, their restaurants, you know, you go out for a meal, you want to maybe have a drink with it. That's perfectly fine and absolutely fine. But I do take issue with the idea that we need to make a certification for every single thing in this country. I plan to do a, a segment on domestic travel in the next couple of days. And I've been researching, you know, the different areas and what you need if you want to go to Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai or wherever else it is. Not be coming up, I think, maybe on uh, Thursday or Friday. But one thing I did notice is every province has their own app or their own website that if you go on to to fill in your details. There's nothing standardized. Every single province has their own. And it's no wonder people are confused when they're traveling in the country. And again, Thai Stop COVID Plus means nothing to anyone because nobody's probably even heard of it before. So having stickers in your window saying I'm Thai Stop COVID Plus certified, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Though what I have noticed also here is people have been, in my opinion, letting their guard down since the country kind of reopened November 1. You can see people are a lot more looser with the restrictions in terms of mask wearing around and gathering social distancing and stuff like that so hopefully we won't see rises in COVID cases but if we are to study what's gone on around the world and especially in Europe I think we probably will eventually start to see increases here in COVID but that comes with it but I'd say keep vaccinating people and if people use a little bit of common sense we should be all be able to get back to a reasonably normal life in the future.
Now up next, just some Thailand Pass news in relation to the numbers coming into Thailand and other things like that. So yesterday we had 5,105 people. They flew into Thailand uh, with four people testing positive for COVID-19. That brings the total since the 1st of November to 50,074 arrivals with 56 infections. That's 0.1% of the group have been infected. Most are taking part in test and go at 36,666, which was about 0.07 infected in that group. And the rest were all part then of the either the sandbox or the state quarantine. And most landed at Swanapum Airport, nearly 32,502. So I think kind of this goes along the lines of the things we were talking about that Phuket is not really getting its share anymore because most people want to head to Bangkok, which is obvious because it's the capital city and it's probably the gateway to most of Thailand I guess and then you know to other parts of Asia. Now an interesting thing I noticed was that Cambodia has is reopening and they're reopening with their scheme where you have to be fully vaccinated you have to have a PCR test before you leave 72 hours but on arrival it's just a rapid antigen test at the airport so it's quick easy and out the door. Now this is along the lines of what Thailand are talking about maybe introducing on December 1st that hasn't been confirmed as of yet but there is a lot of talk about it right now happening so I think if you're going in December you know kind of mid-December I'd wait before paying for a hotel with a swab test or paying in Phuket you have to pay to the Thailand PISA system they have all different systems here for everything nothing standardized as I said but I'd hold off and I'd wait to see if they change that to a rapid antigen because a rapid antigen test will be a lot cheaper than the PCR test. Another interesting fact and something I noticed recently was people talking about having to get tests, PCR tests when they're leaving to go back home to their home country and being stunned by the price of PCR tests in this country. Yes, PCR tests can be very expensive, especially if you go to a private hospital. Here in Phuket, for example, you're talking anywhere between three to 5,000 baht for a PCR test. It could be higher. And then if you need the letter, of course, they add an extra 500 onto that as well. So yes, very expensive if you have to go back to your own country and produce a PCR test uh, for your own government or for the airline that you're flying with. They also have their own rules, so make sure you check all this when you're flying. But the Thailand Pass is somewhat working out. I don't see a huge pickup, particularly in Phuket, of course, which is the area that I would be in. But it's nice to see Bangkok being busier. But I think if you probably ask people, they'd say they're still disappointed with the numbers. A lot of places like Pattaya are not seeing very much. Hua Hin are seeing nothing. Uh, Chiang Mai, very little. It's just kind of Bangkok, a little bit going to Phuket. Kaolak area is receiving very, very little at the moment as well. So yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment. There is a hope that things certainly will pick up in December and you know if you look across the bookings the on-hand bookings in a lot of hotels yes there is a pickup for December but you would also expect that we even with some domestic tourism that there would be a pickup at that time but if you are planning to come in December I think the rapid antigen test would be a lot better for people I think from the comments in the last show most people tend to say yes that would kind of meet my requirements but of course the big elephant in the room is still what happens if you're in a taxi with somebody who's got COVID or if you test positive and all those various aspects of travel to Thailand which puts a kind of a big shadow over it when you're leaving and a nervousness in case that happens to you and although it's a very remote chance if you're fully vaccinated that you might test positive like that there is that chance I think testing positive is one thing but testing negative and just being a close contact and being locked up for 14 days is a completely different thing and I think there is no need for that whatsoever that's why we have rapid tests 
and that's why we have PCR tests. And if a person tests negative, they should be let go. And this kind of thing shouldn't be happening. This has become a obstacle in people coming to Thailand right now. I was talking to a, a tour operator and I was talking about, you know, you go on these big buses, you may end up, you know, picked up at the airport and they drop off, you know, 30 people get on the bus and you're dropped off at various different hotels along the way. You know, you go to Turkey, this happens all the time too. But what happens if somebody on that bus tests positive, you know, seven hours later for COVID? Does that mean everybody on that bus has to quarantine? And I think the Thai government need to really clarify this for people. What constitutes a really close contact? Being on a bus with 30 people, it's hard to know. I saw a domestic bus the last day packed to the brim and nobody's worried about COVID on that bus. So this kind of close contact thing seems to be really only focused on international travelers and not on the domestic travelers, you know, or the local Thai population or expats. It doesn't really happen there. And actually what seems to be happening a lot over the last month or two is people are just not telling the truth about close contacts. They are holding it back. They know the repercussions to telling the truth are that you get shoved in a quarantine for 14 days somewhere and you might be handed a bill, you know, and let's not forget there is always a financial incentive for maybe public health workers to put people in quarantine because it's a business and a hotel isn't a quarantine area for free it's charging but we used to always remember that too and i do know that there is a lot of businesses that have decided not to be forthright with the truth in relation to close contacts because it's just too damaging to the business so they hold back and they might just give one close contact up but certainly not you know five six or ten but that's the way it is here at the moment and uh yeah hopefully the thailand pass is a way forward but it needs to also be adapted to eventually eliminate the testing and maybe just go with the vaccination certificate on arrival. And I think that would suit most people that I've spoken to and had comment, you know, on the channel over the last few weeks. And moving along, unvaccinated warned they may face restrictions. The Ministry of Public Health has called on unvaccinated people to get their shots against COVID-19 or they may face restrictions. The call came as the ministry plans to ramp up its inoculation campaign over the next two weeks to achieve a target of administering 100 million doses. More than 85 million doses have been administered while 10 million people have yet to receive a dose. Dr. Kittipum Wangkrat Jit, the Public Health Permanent Secretary, said the ministry plans to administer 30 13.98 million doses by the end of the month, with 8.6 million doses set as first shots and 5.38 million doses as second and third shots. To boost the jabs, the doctor said November 27 to December 5th is being proposed as the nationwide vaccination week, with various agencies expected to participate in the inoculation drive. Dr. Kittipum said the CCSA will also order provincial governors to keep encouraging people to get vaccinated as soon as they possibly can. He added that they may also issue new social sanction measures that require people to show proof of vaccination when entering public places. The CCSA wants the target group to get their shots and it may come up with measures to give people an incentive to get vaccinated, the doctor said. And if necessary, the CCSA may impose a rule requiring people to show that they have received at least one dose when attending activities in public places, he added. Now, that will bring us along to another story which I found quite amusing, but uh, it's in relation to uh, Khao San Road in Bangkok. So foreigners must take a 100 baht swab test if vaccination is older than six months. And there's also an ambulance on standby. Foreigners visiting a major tourism venue in Bangkok could find themselves whisked away by ambulance if they test positive for COVID-19. The Thai media reported that the Traders Association at Khao San Road were adopting their own measures to fulfill the requirements of the latest COVID protocols called the Thai Stop COVID Plus, which we just mentioned a few minutes ago. Association chief 
said that they were doing all the necessary screening and had ATK for swab tests at the ready. Only Thais and foreigners who have been double vaxxed were allowed entry. All foreigners are having their documentation checked even though that condition of entry into the country has already been satisfied. If foreigners have been vaccinated six months ago they will have to take a 100 baht swab test and wait. An ambulance is on hand to take them away if they turn out to be positive. But the good news is that so far 500 swab tests have been done on Thais and foreign visitors and not a single one has come back positive. Now that all sounds a bit too ridiculous. So now like, apparently if your vaccination for Kausan Road is over six months, you have to get a swab test to be able to enter. But you can come into Thailand, no problem on the Thailand Pass. Guys like this shouldn't be allowed to run anything. And the government need to step in and kind of put a stop to this kind of nonsense. There's one thing to say, okay, we're going to have some restrictions. We're going to try to be safe. But then there's another thing to just make up completely stupid rules based on no science whatsoever. And absolutely craziness. So if I were people, I wouldn't even bother go down there. Getting back to the bit about the first story there where they were talking about uh, possibly restrictions on unvaccinated people. Yes, I believe that is coming down the road here in Thailand. But a lot of people are getting vaccinated. There is a good number of people now who have and they're going to hit their target I think of 100 million doses this year approximately 50 million people or so not bad considering the complete and dismal way they started the whole thing off with absolutely no vaccines but of course because they administered Sinovac to so many people now they are going to have to give booster shots and then of course by the time those booster shots are finished they're probably going to have to start giving booster shots to everybody else who have AstraZeneca as well so we'll see what happens there. Now another story that I spoke about a few weeks ago where I speculated that you know in the future we may need to start to show a COVID certificate to get a extension of stay or something like that in the country if you go to the immigration. Well apparently on Copanyan it's actually started that people were being asked for their vaccination certificate in order to do a 90-day report and in order to have a visa extension you know your visa extended by a year or 60 days or whatever you're trying to do yes on one particular island in the middle of nowhere they've started doing this but if they started doing it then there is a thought within the immigration department to start doing it and I believe it is coming now I got an email from somebody after I mentioned that saying I was irresponsible to talk about it because it will affect many families the way I see it it will only affect people who are not vaccinated if you look in I think it was Bali last month they did the very same thing if you weren't vaccinated and you want to extend your visa okay you weren't going to be allowed to do it and then apparently all the people who were the anti-vaxxers who decided they weren't going to get vaccinated realized in order to stay in the country they needed to go get vaccinated and they did and and this was a real thing I believe in Bali a gentleman on Twitter was telling me about this and yeah it was a real thing everybody then suddenly started getting vaccinated when they realized that you know they weren't, weren't going to be allowed to stay in the country anymore Thailand and we know that Southeast Asian countries adapt each other's policies turn them into their own version and then throw them out to the public if anybody thinks really that the immigration aren't going to do this just look at the paperwork and the hoops they make you jump through now to do visas so adding in a vaccination certificate would be no big deal to them in truth I do believe it's going to happen and very soon as soon as the government can say well we've had we've had enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire population if you haven't had it by now then tough luck and that's probably coming down the line don't shoot the messenger I was giving my opinion on it but it is probably going to be a thing in the future and finally the Phuket news Phuket alcohol hours revised the hours at restaurants and other eateries across Phuket will be allowed to serve alcohol has been revised and no longer allows alcohol to be served throughout the mid-afternoon under the new order restaurants and other eateries that is any venue with a permit to serve food may serve alcohol from 11 a.m to 2 p.m and from 5 p.m to 11 p.m only starting tomorrow 
No more Go Phuket registration required. Domestic travellers coming to Phuket no longer need to register their travel details on gophuket.com following a new provincial order issued by the Governor Narang Wunsi. And finally, Phuket marks 48 new COVID cases and one more death. The latest Phuket Provincial Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 48 new local infections confirmed across the island yesterday, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 16,353. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.